When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and if you're listening to this, then congratulations! You've made it halfway through the hottest summer of your life. But you know, if that sounds too depressing, then try to think of it instead as the coldest summer for the rest of your life. But we're halfway through already? What the heck? Yeah, we just got to make it to the other side. In any case... We're here to beat the heat with some ice-cold refreshments and some climate apocalypse girl summer bops in the, on the stereo. So please beat that heat responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of people seeing Barbenheimer for the fifth time and asked them to join me on the air today, and they are... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. And Lily, your Christopher Nolan-hating copywriter. <laughs> And making her TNT debut, the latest member of our cast of regulars, the genius behind our social media, and our plans for world domination. Tunes and Tumblers fan, please welcome Jamie Kahn to the pod. Hi. (laughs) Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. This bar was seeming a little bit empty. Yeah, with Eric gone. I, I don't... What happened to him? He keeps sending letters by Carrier Pigeon saying that he'll be back next week. But I feel like those were sent two months ago. I, I don't know. What is the flight speed of a carrier pigeon? Does anyone know? No idea. Not fast enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably dead from the heat. <laughs> What's the proper carrier animal in this heat? A dove. A walrus. Yeah, like oh. a baby you mean like, Do you mean like underwater or do you mean above? Because I was thinking I'm like talking about Noah's flying. Ark shit. Everyone's talking about flying, right? Yeah, I was thinking Who's like Who's going to be Ark. the most effective at getting a message across when it's 95 degrees and 300% humidity. Mm. A camel? Maybe like a lizard. Yeah, a lizard, or, yes. Or a Joshua mm. tree. <laughs> a cacti? cacti? <laughs> cactus. A cactus would be pretty good. <laughs> a carrier yeah. cactus. Mm-hmm. But Jamie, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. And everyone, please be on your best behavior. Try not to scare her away. We, we, we need her. We really need her. <laughs> no promises, Anthony. <laughs> Listeners, today is our monthly roundup, our show where we like to just sit down together, share drinks, listen to tunes without the pressure of having a guest that we need to impress and instead talk about the things that we liked about the previous month and the things we're excited about the upcoming month. But before we do that, it's Jamie's first time in the bar today, meaning that we need to card you, Jamie. What did you bring to show our bouncer today? I brought... Uh, the standard edition of Complete Psychological Works of Sigmund Freud, Volume 1. <laughs> volume um, 1? Nerd. <laughs> um, which tells you that I'm 
definitely old enough to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I am so old. Well, don't say that too loud because I'm pretty sure the rest of us are older than you. And that just makes (laughs) us like ancient, right? As long as you weren't born after the year 2000, according to Curtis Waters, if that's the case, you are not a real person. That's what they're saying out in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. I I was I was born before 2000. I am not a product of chat GPT. (laughs) (laughs) Are all the kids born now just made up by the AI? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. None of these episodes are going to hold up. All of these ones where we're talking about AI and cryptocurrency and um, I don't even remember the name of the NFTs. NFTs. See, I don't even remember what mm. they were called. I feel like media from even a decade ago or more st- doesn't hold up anyway. Things change. We're a rapidly progressive society. You mean? But I can't... we do love some nostalgia. Of course, I'll say that that is true. Well, that's good because I did bring my hit clips for everyone to listen to. I brought my Pyrex. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i would say that i was surprised that the bouncer took your book for entry but after a hundred plus episodes i'm starting to wonder why we have a bouncer at all maybe that's also for nostalgia's sake we needed to give somebody a job we're trying to we're trying to help the economy here that's it stimulating the economy not a tax write-off he's actually very important here like the rest of you jamie you're in new york right yeah it's really hot here it's also very humid doesn't it Um, smell bad yeah and it smells bad it's it's yucky like they put the trash on the street like there are no bins it's just piled on the street i don't i can't comprehend the mentality behind that i mean it's the greatest city in the world so it doesn't really matter anyways it's just like that's how like the trash collection works a lot of the time like like, in terms of like leaving your trash out and stuff like that's like what you're there's literally a dude that has to like haul it with by hand whereas here the bin gets picked up like you know like a forklift kind of by the truck and then dumped back into the truck instead of a person like lifting it all by hand like somebody has to touch it all like that's gross Mm -hmm. and the thing is here is that like that all happens so early in the morning, pretty much the middle of the night, too, that you hear like garbage trucks and everything at like 2, 3 a.m. That's how it is here, too. It's like really yeah. early in the morning in some areas. Ours you know, comes Kaylin, like 9 all times a.m. is not early to some people. Mm. <laughs> I feel like growing up in Southern California, our trash person always came around like 5 a.m. You know, as much as I would love to continue this conversation all about trash collection, I would like to drink something. (laughs) So why don't we head on in? It's kind of a free for all right now. Let's just head up to the counter and make our own drinks before anybody else gets here. Yeah. Boo. (laughs) Boo. Get out of here. Where's our bouncer when you need him? He can't kick me out. I run this shit, sort of. (laughs) That sounds like something a drunk person would yell before getting tossed on the street. You're not wrong. (laughs) But anyway, y'all, what are we drinking today and what are you pairing with it? What are we putting on the jukebox while you sip your ice cold refreshment? So my ice cold refreshment doesn't actually pair with this because I'm not drinking the drink that this references. But Good Spirits by Story Slaughter has been on repeat for me lately. She's a Texas native. She's been living in L.A. for almost a decade. Pop country is... One of those genres I don't listen to a ton of the time, but when the mood comes, it's on hard. Like I'm listening to the chicks. I'm listening to Shania. I'm listening to Lone Star. Like there aren't that many newer artists that I listen to from that genre, but 
Story Slaughter is, is really up there. And the song in the song, she's talking about ranch water, which is Topo Chico and tequila. But today I am actually drinking because I had apple juice that I made from frozen concentrate. And I just floated it with some Buffalo Trace and did a little bit of orange zest on top. And it's got about half the glass is crushed ice because I need tons of ice while it's hot out. And it's so refreshing. Mm, I love it. It's got a little twang to it. Jamie, you're new here. What are you mixing up and what are you listening to? Yeah, so I hope I didn't break the rules because I am drinking a coffee. Um, (laughs) I'm drinking an iced latte. My boyfriend is a barista, which I benefit from greatly. He makes these incredible iced lattes. And he does not ever drink his own iced lattes. I don't think he's ever tasted one of his own, actually, weirdly, but they're fantastic. They're like the best I've ever had. So I have an iced latte. And what I've been listening to, I've been really into um, your covers blown by Belle and Sebastian. I don't know. That's like oh a, that's I been love like a that recent, song so much. Yay. Yeah, that's oh like a recent God. favorite of mine that has just been like on repeat all the time. I don't know what it is. I think it's just like this time of the summer. A very 500 days of of you. Yeah, yeah, very 500 days of me. Very Belle and Sebastian twee. I love to be twee. We love that. We love some Mm. nostalgia. And as I play bass just as like a fun hobby in my room with my headphones on and nobody listening, and that song has one of the most fun bass lines to play. Oh, it's such a good bass line. It's so good, and it changes so often, so it always stays interesting. It's... Such a great song. So much fun. Love that. Love that. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my gosh. I'm glad that you love it so much. That's such a nice little thing. I did for Atwood like a meet our writers questionnaire and made a playlist for it. And that one is definitely on Mm. that playlist. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. I actually used a lot of the leftover stuff I had from when we talked to Curtis Waters to kind of throw something together. Very simple. It's a mezcal mango smash. So I took some of that uh, mango puree that I made. I muddled it with some lime and why can't I think right now? Mezcal. Yes, the primary ingredient. And I just, you know, I shook that up with some ice, topped it off with a little bit of Topo Chico. Well, actually, whatever Kaylin had in the fridge. But Topo, it would have been you if I had you in the fridge. And then some tahine rim. I don't know. It's it pretty good. It was just Kroger brand tonic water, probably. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's really good. But yes, what am I pairing with this? So a former guest of the show, he was actually a Century Club guest. We premiered his song, Plans Fall Through. His name is Charles Rojas. And he is just like this great singer-songwriter. He's always kind of flirted with like this indie pop disco aesthetic. But this new song that just came out yesterday, it's called So So Bad. He went full Studio 54 with the disco vibes on this. It is dancey. It is just like ready for like the chilled out discotheque that we're going to go to in the middle of the night because it's too hot to go out otherwise. You know, if you're not a fan of Charles Rojas, you really have to give him a spin. I really don't know how we found him, but he's kind of like been in the wings of the show for a long time. So anytime he drops something new, we're always very happy to tell the world about it because he is he is the king of vibes. He is the king of the hook and his guitar tone's amazing. He's got these incredible like lighthearted licks that he loves to to use. So Go out, check out So So Bad. I love it. I feel and like that alliteration just needs needs some praise really quick. Like, holy shit. <laughs> that means that the Adderall's kicking in. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> the writing gets better when the Adderall kicks in. That's mm. that's my new motto. 
Well, cheers to that. Cheers, Charles. Thanks for another great song. Cheers, clink.mp3. .mp3. We have one more person. Lily, what's on your playlist this month? So I have recently transitioned into my Fiona Apple era. And also I want to just say first, Jamie, you and I are like, yeah, I like, I like how <laughs> you, Kaylin and Anthony, y'all have like your fancy cocktails. You're talking about the hottest new music. And then Jamie and I are sitting here drinking our iced lattes, talking about music that came out before we were born. It's <laughs> great vibes. I love that. But I spent... Tuesday, I think I listened to When the Pawn, the 1999 album. I think I maybe listened to that full album three times in repeat. I was just feeling it real hard that day. But yeah, recently Fiona Apple's just been hitting a little bit harder and can't say why I'm feeling particularly drawn to her in this juncture of my life. But that's usually something. Because she's a, bad, cause she's a badass bitch. Duh. <laughs> that, that too. And I'm so glad you asked, Jamie. Thank you for asking. All right. I want to I be clear here. Just because Anthony and I drink alcohol doesn't mean that everybody else has to drink alcohol. It's always yeah, guys, up to you what you consume. Being sober is cool and fun. <laughs> <laughs> it for sure is. I've been sober for the three weeks that I was in the middle of barbification and it felt good. I feel like my body is like shiny now mm. and glowy. Or maybe that's just the anti-baby. Yeah, it might just be the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Click on that AC, Anthony. Well, this is a really good playlist for us to get started. We've got a lot of refreshing things to either ease us into the summer or to keep us cool and wake us up during the summer. And, you know, honestly, Fiona Apple, Bell and Sebastian, whatever it was that Kaylin talked about, and Charles Rojas, I was paying attention. Damn. <laughs> Shafted. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why we're here today. We're here today because it's been one hell of a month. The hottest July on record. But, you know, there was a lot to enjoy here. What was your favorite thing about July 2023? So I'm going to actually say two things. I'm going to say my least favorite and my favorite. So my least favorite thing was all the goddamn... Y'all, stop with the fireworks. It's not cool. It's not fun for anybody except for the one person that's a pyro, like, lighting the fucking thing. That's the only person those things are fun for. Please stop. Especially in a large metropolis where there are a lot of anxious people and anxious dogs. Stop it. Uh, so that's my least favorite thing about July and the rest of the many weeks that surround the fourth of it. And then my favorite thing was actually after I was healed up enough, Barbie came out on Thursday and Anthony and I went to go see it. And my ass got roped into buying the doll and car with the popcorn deal. No one roped you into shit. No, no. My, that was like my, my child, my Inner Your child, inner child was, yeah. was tugging on her shirt sleeve, being like, buy me that. Yeah, literally, that was what happened. And I was like, oh, I don't have the money for this, but oh my God, I need it. And so I bought it and it's now a fixture in my room. I now have a second Barbie that's still in the box stored in my bedroom, which isn't creepy at all. A Margot Robbie Barbie in, in your room. Yeah. And the other one's a Christmas Barbie. <laughs> and then there's me that's almost going to be a Barbie soon. What's the next step? Nipple removal. We <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> we had a whole conversation. <laughs> Did you forget already? Yeah, I think I just zoned out. I'm then going to get like weird uh, separation, but they're, they're just going to like cut at my limbs so that there's like a little separation. So, you so can they can see bend the... in every direction and be weird Barbie. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'm going to be weird Barbie that gets played with too much. Hopefully. That's my, Are that's my dream. Box? I don't think so. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can make it comfortable with the right accoutrements. You can make anything comfortable with the right accoutrements, but doesn't mean you should. No. You make such a good point. It's like <laughs> no box. Literally box. such a good point. I don't want to be put in a box. <laughs> I'm weird Barbie for a reason. Anthony, what about you? Me? You want me to go next? Why not? Well, we're Everybody on the topic else of Barbie. I feel like you can't really talk about last month without talking about Barbie. Stop licking me. I'm not. It's not me. It's not me licking. It's the dog. I promise. Yeah, the, uh, Pizza is licking me. But yeah, uh, you can't really talk about July without talking about Barbie. And I think that if I'm going to choose, first of all, amazing movie. I loved it a lot. But you can't really talk about that movie without talking about the soundtrack. And in particular, Ryan Gosling's contribution to the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and also, who would have guessed that the Barbie movie would be a better musical than La La Land? I, I certainly didn't know that. That's just because you don't know Barbie well enough, Anthony. I didn't know it was going to be a musical. And like, I wasn't, I was trying not to gauge my expectations on the like 10 to 20 straight to DVD um, Barbie movies that they have made throughout the years. But yeah, I, <laughs> I love that they have basically dragged Matchbox 20 for like the entire release of this. Like the most toxically masculine song that you can think about is Push by Matchbox 20. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. Like that is a, you, you have done a good job. You have done your homework. Thank you, Greta Gerwig, for making one of the weirdest movies I have seen in a theater this year. And that's including Asteroid City. Barbie, oh, Asteroid to me, City was, also was a stranger movie oh, than Asteroid City. <laughs> absolutely. However, with before we get away from this, this soundtrack, I get the opportunity now to talk about Lizzo because Lizzo did do a really great song that was a big part of the movie, really. It was like the introduction into Barbie land and it's called Pink. Is that like, oh shit, let's not look at her, the weird, or not weird Barbie, pregnant oh, Barbie? Oh yeah, Mitch. Oh, are, we, are we spoiling things? Have y'all seen the Barbie movie yet? I haven't actually. Oh, I made the mistake of buying a ticket to see Oppenheimer first, Ooh. not realizing it was three mm. hours and thinking I was going to see Barbie afterwards and then have just not been able to get over to see it yet. But I literally haven't heard anything about Oppenheimer from anybody that's seen it. It must have not been that good. It got, oh, you want to hear you want to hear about I've, Oppenheimer? I kind of want to hear a little bit, not a lot. The only thing Sorry, I Jamie, know about it... The only thing I know about it is that there is like an abnormally long sex scene right in the middle and no one's sure why. Hmm. That's all I know about it. There is that. Sorry, Jimmy, <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I haven't seen Oppenheimer, but I have seen the Barbie movie. But I don't know. I still want to see Oppenheimer. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it, Lily. I'm intrigued I mean, by what Anthony thinks is, of as a long sex scene. Uh, is it longer than three minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's anything longer, anything longer than uh, 30 seconds with the lights out is too long of a sex scene. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> now let's let's hear some some other parts of this this interesting movie that nobody talks about because Barbie is better. Yeah, I mean, so A, it was three hours long, which after watching it all the way through could definitely have been cut down by 30 minutes at least just from the actual content that was in the final cut. There were so many unnecessary shots, unnecessary moments, unnecessary bits of dialogue that didn't move the plot across. And I was just, I hate when I'm watching a movie or a TV show and I'm sitting there watching whatever the scene is and all I can think of is 
this doesn't matter. This isn't you know necessary to the storytelling. Also, and there is a really great British Vogue article that I highly recommend you check out about this. But Christopher Nolan in his films, as cool as they are stylistically, has a really, really bad habit of writing very one-dimensional female characters. And I forget what the um the two lead female characters are called in the movie, the Emily Blunt and the Florence Pugh. You were with them for which, three hours and you already forgot their name. Yeah, because yeah. they barely exist. And I read a little bit about their actual like lives in real life historically. And they were really impressive women who did great things individually. One was like a major socialist leader. The other was a botanist. And they are incredibly impressive women historically. And in this movie, they barely exist. They barely even exist to move the plot across. They barely even exist to support the main male lead. They just are set dressing for the most part. It's like it was Misa, really Misa disappointing. And Death Note. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, mean, you, mean just... the, you mean the reason I stopped watching that show? Exactly. Same. Uh, Is uh, they should I'm not just... going to get into death. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought up old wounds. <laughs> sorry. So yeah, the female characters are really, really horribly written. There's even this one moment that. I looked at my friend who I was with and we just started laughing because there was a woman who walks in who's like, heard you guys are in need of a secretary to like with typing skills. And Oppenheimer goes, oh, you know how to type? And she was like, well, yeah, they taught that in Harvard in the fucking astrophysicism, whatever. (laughs) And he's like, get in there. You're a part of the team now. And it's just the weirdest, most non sequitur scene. So that just was really disappointing to watch all throughout because it felt like every time there was a female character on screen, that was the majority of what you were thinking of. And also just stylistically, it felt like a lot of style over substance. Like what about the the soundtrack? The soundtrack was really good. The soundtrack actually was the one thing that I really, really loved from it. I think it was really powerful. It made sense for the visuals, but that was basically the only thing that I walked away from it really, really liking. At least there was something. That's so yeah. interesting because I watched the Red Letter Media review of that movie and their main gripe was how overbearing the soundtrack was. And they were really? saying like it made sense at, at the end when everything came together. But there are like a lot of talking scenes of people around a table where like the soundtrack is completely distracting and you can't hear what's going on. And they even were talking about like, imagine if you made 12 Angry Men, but the whole time the soundtrack was blaring. And then they that made a really good way of putting it. Yeah. They put out like a two minute video after they did that review. That was just like a scene from 12 Angry Men with Christopher Nolan's <laughs> score in it. And I'm like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it. It was like, I like the soundtrack itself and I would agree with that a lot of like, sometimes it did feel a little out of place. Also, Josh Peck is in the movie. Spoiler alert. Josh from Drake and Josh. Yeah, he is in the movie and it is so distracting to (laughs) be watching Oppenheimer become the bringer of death and create the most destructive weapon known to man while Josh Peck is sitting there with his hand over the abort button. It was a really bad casting choice. And there was a couple of casting choices of people who had been in like this Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. There's Roderick, the main guy no. from Sky High. I love him. It's it's <laughs> like exciting to be watching and go, oh, it's it's that guy. But at the same yeah, time, it's so distracting. The casting Wait. was really meh. Is it sorry, the, is it the original Roderick? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my yep. God. OG Roderick. It felt like Christopher Nolan caught wind that Barbie was going to have this really like stacked cast of people who audience members were going to be able to recognize and felt the need to do that. And then just went into the backlog of 2000s childhood memory men mm. and cast all of them. It's so strange. So Sounds that's like it was kind of a flop, if you ask me. I don't know. It ended up making way more money than anyone thought it would. Same as Barbie. Well, they they got kind of people trapped it's, it's in a the theater unlikely, for three hours. It's the unlikely team up story of the decade. Two movies that couldn't mm. be more far apart. It's the meme That's of studious. Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger clasping arms together. Mm-hmm. Barbenheimer. Mm. Anyway, Jamie, were you excited about something that wasn't Barbenheimer adjacent this month? Yeah. So actually, <laughs> I'm going to take a note from Kaylin because I want I'm going to share my least favorite and my favorite thing from the month. My least favorite thing, unfortunately, was having to break the news to my poor mother that Sinead O'Connor has passed away. My mom and I both really love Sinead O'Connor. And my mom's not very like online or like plugged in, maybe a little more than than me in my personal life. I don't know. But now I I knew like a couple days had passed and I knew that my mom still didn't know because she would have said something to me if she knew. And I was like, I have to tell her. And I was like, Sinead O'Connor, unfortunately. Sinead O'Connor was a year older, just one year older than my mom, actually. Um, Mm. Crazy. But yeah, I told my mom and she was she was so sad. I was like, I want to keep it it as long as possible. But like, I really Yeah, so sad. Unfortunate. Like, I love Sinead O'Connor. She was fantastic. She was such a powerhouse um, as like a musician and as a an activist and everything and it's such a shame that she died so young so that's my least favorite thing yeah wasn't wasn't a fan of that yeah very sad but my favorite thing um i i edit for um a literary magazine uh here in new york i edit for epiphany i'm the features editor and uh we had an issue release this past month and we had a party uh, at KGB bar and I was able to make the playlist for the party, which was fantastic. I was very happy that it uh, seemed to be a hit with many of the attendees who both did and did not know me. We had some Pixies, Velvet Underground, Big Star, Balancing Composure, Dusters, Supergrass, like Arcade Fire, just like lots and lots of fun Stacked. Depeche Mode, Cocktoo Twins, like So boxing. everyone who attended this party was like Gen X. Basically. <laughs> Pretty much. I made yeah. like a, That's what I'm getting from I was going to say, I made like a Gen X geared playlist, I think, but uh, it was, it's a good playlist. It just reminds uh, for, me of, uh, send it over. Send reminds me of 13 yeah. going on 30 when she has to like get that party pumping and she plays the uh, Thriller and mm-hmm. ends up getting on the dance floor and dancing the Thriller to get all everybody like pumped about the party. Exactly. Anthony's looking Jamie at me is, like he doesn't know uh, what I'm talking about because he apparently Jennifer Gardner never is younger than me in that movie. I don't, I'm not a fan <laughs> well, of that. Well, she's also 30. Mm-hmm. So, duh. She's younger than me, too. Yeah. Well, let's move on from that. We have another month coming up. One, one and a half more months of summer. Let's see if we can make it through. Is there anything that you are looking forward to in August 2023? Well, I have to go because it's my birthday month. Oh, yeah. Leo season. Hey, it is upon yeah. us. Yeah. Heck yeah. So Wait, am um, I surrounded by... Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm oh my God, sur- this is like the third time this has happened. <laughs> is we, Tunes and Tumblr's just the Leo podcast now? Uh, yeah. Everybody, what's your birthday? August 19th. 19th. August 10th. August 10th. August 4th. Well, shit. Then I guess, Lily, you've got to go first. I got to go first? Yeah, this time you have to go first because your birthday okay. comes up more more 
that's well, then I have two things I'm looking forward to in the month of August. So <laughs> my birthday is next, um, this upcoming Friday and my friends and I are going to have a little Shakespeare party at Ooh. my house for all the dress code is slutty Shakespeare, oh my God. body thespian. I really need somebody to show up dressed as Leo DiCaprio in that one movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, if anybody not has Titanic, any... Not that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. The other one. The other one. If anybody has any decorating tips, let me know, because the farthest I've gotten is a crap ton of candles, some fake knives scattered around, some skulls. I feel like you need some so, like ivy sort of like so, draped all, all over the place, too. Yeah, be you'll be happy to know that last year, my birthday party was a Shakespeare birthday oh, party. Damn. Um, it was Midsummer Night's Dream. So we had lots of dried flowers and tea lights. Oh, um, my God. Please send me pictures. I need like pictures. to steal for inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. That's, that's so that. funny. Um, oh but yeah, I like I'll send the same person, the except I haven't done now i guess next year i think i'll next do that year. next year i don't have enough time you've got to carry on it. the torch mm -hmm. um the tea light it's got to carry on the tea lights mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but then besides that it's you know the thing that i think i've brought up in every episode i've been on hosier's new album is coming out right and Yes. I am like, I've got a countdown on my phone, not actually, but basically of the like minutes, hours until the entire rest of it arrives. He's already released something like six or Seven, five or six singles. Like he's released almost half the album. So I'm just that's, excited to get the other. And it's of, all good. That's the kind it's of. all so good. I hate to be the. Um the wrench in the gears right now look oh, I, have, I have unreal unearth on my list of things that i'm excited about in mm -hmm. august but i am torn because i feel like it could fall in one direction or the other i think that the first three singles he released through me the flood um eat your young and all things end are all brilliant and i have just like none of the ones he's released after they're they're not bad they're just kind of like eh you know, I, I didn't I, really feel. I'm so sorry, Anthony. I have to disagree with you Same. so hard right now. Same. I um, when he did, he did a uh, cover or not a cover, but he released a snippet of Unknown on TikTok uh, on something like a year ago. And when I first heard it, it was that kind of just stab to the gut and then twist the knife, but like in a good way. Uh, mm. song that like it didn't leave my brain until he had announced the new album and then once he actually released the full single i was just so glad to have the finished project because i think that song is so just heart-wrenchingly touching and beautiful and raw and i think it's something that a lot of people the message can connect to um and it also francesca is just such a such a powerful song when i i i um so Hosier did a series of intimate concerts and I was lucky enough to get tickets to his Nashville show. So I got to stand like 10 feet away from him mm, in this tiny little basement venue. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I accept that. But he played Francesca before it was released. And um, it, I, I think it's probably one of my favorite songs he's ever, ever made. So I think Anthony, something you're forgetting here is an album is a, full body of work that we're just getting little bits and pieces of it. And yes, there are going to be some bangers. There are going to be some songs that we just can't get out of our heads. But there are also songs that kind of let us sort of ebb as well. You can't have, you know, all flow because that's just chaos. 
Well, according to Bar- Barney Stims, according to Barney Stinson, the perfect playlist is all rise. There's no ebbs and flows. I, I completely can fuck himself. I mean, honestly, he can. But the thing is, like, I, I'm I'm on the fence. Like I said, I I feel like what we've gotten has been like we're we're getting like do you, do you ever you you open like uh, an advent calendar or whatever and like the kind of like the maybe this is wrong but like you're starting to see more and more of the picture and I just eat the chocolate. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I I like Francesca, but like man, I'd love all things end. Like that is one. Of I the... didn't actually like that one that much. Really, that's my least favorite of all the ones that uh, he's released. Well, this is this sounds a lot like um, a conversation I had with somebody else at Atwood when the 1975 released "Notes on a Conditional Form," where we both thought mm-hmm. that "Inside the Album" was an amazing album with half of it filler, except she thought all the things I thought were brilliant were filler, and vice versa. Art is subjective, right? But here we go, yeah. because I know that Mitch, Papa Mitch, is going to be the one to review this album, just like he did Wasteland Baby, which he gave a perfect 10 out of 10. Um, you know, uh, feel free to, you know, have whatever opinion you have about that. But what guess do you have on what Papa Mitch is going to think about this album? I think he's going to like it. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> going to feel positively about it, just because Papa Mitch is a positive person by nature. And I appreciate that about him. I think. He will say that it is a good step for someone who roots themselves so heavily in literary tradition in their in their music um, to base their work off of a novel. Mm. I think that's a good, that's a good guess. Yeah. And I'm wondering what the theme of this one is going to be, given that the first album was him being a fairy creature in the wood and the second one being he's so horny that he wants to fuck. <laughs> Um, and what would the third one be? He's a well, monster. This one's all based off of Dante and Inferno. Oh, this is all Inferno. Is so it? I, I was yeah, partially so... right then. He's a monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, as a, as a huge literary nerd, I've loved Dante's Inferno for a while. And so I think it is a gorgeous way of transitioning like themes from that book into music and into something a little bit more. Uh, like modernly relatable. What's the song that's going to be the level where he's just a head on the ground getting stepped on the rest of eternity? <laughs> I don't know, but that's the album art. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my, my fave part. That's the part I want to live in when I go to the uh, under earth underground. Well, so far what we've learned is that August is the Hosier show, but what else are we excited for? And, in the, August? and it's the Leo show, Anthony. And the Leo don't show. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, is there something you'd like to add to our list of excitement? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I didn't realize that everybody's birthday was smashed so close together. But the thing I was prepared to say that I was excited for this month was my birthday. Um, um, we can all be yeah. excited for our collective birthdays. <laughs> yeah, I'm also maybe again, maybe I'm coming into this with maybe a bit of the wrong energy, but I'm very excited for Kyle Dylan Hertz's book, The Look Back Window to come out um it is i was at a reading where i heard him do an excerpt from the book and it it just blew me away and it comes out right at the beginning of august i think i think it's like august 1st or something oh, so um, it'll be like right we're, we're like promoting it now because yeah. this will come so, out right so right on like, time yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited for that i'm also excited for Ozzy's new album um uh yeah a lot of a very bookish August, it seems. Stay inside and read a book. Yeah, that or seems find to a be nice good. pool yeah. with shade mm. and to read. alcoholic beverages or not, and hopefully no trash smell. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going upstate. Um, Smart. <laughs> at the end of the month. So that'll be nice. And it won't smell like trash. Uh, in trash, the and dead, so. trash and dead pidgeys. <laughs> Not the oh, vibe. So sad. So I'd like to tie this all together. I had a trio of albums that I'm really looking forward to in August. You named one of them already. Unearth Unreal. That comes out on the 18th. But the other two are... First, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. It is the long-awaited new album by The Hives, their first album in 11 years. That comes out on the wow. 11th. They are probably the best, like, as, in terms of energy and just showmanship and, like, very few frills, like, one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Like, th- there's that, that TikTok making the rounds right now of the lead singer just clocking himself in the face with the microphone and he just keeps <laughs> going and he's just like got blood all over his face. He's got like this really snazzy three piece, like black and white suit and he's just covered in blood, but he just won't stop. You know, that's so funny. Cause when you said, I saw this TikTok of the lead singer of the hives, I was thinking of a different TikTok of the lead singer. of the hives. Oh no. What happened? <laughs> I, he was on stage and he was like, I forget what band he was asking if they wanted to hear a song. He was like, you guys want to hear a song by the Arctic monkeys. You guys want to hear a song by the Arctic monkeys. Well, that's too bad. Here's a song by the hives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love cool. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been a fan of theirs for a while, but there's been a dearth of new music by them until now. Uh, and then the last album that is um, coming out that I really want to listen to, it's a new Victoria Monet. It's Jaguar 2, the oh, sequel to the sequel love. to Jaguar, which came out in the middle of the pandemic. We actually did a, um, a Century Club about her. And that's like how I fell in love with her music. Um, I think if it's anything like the original, it's going to be like this really chill, like, you know, stay cool in a cabana, maybe just like you know shut the shades and like blast the ac and but also you're a badass hot bitch but you're a badass hot bitch literally and you're trying to keep cool Mm -hmm. so yeah the um that one comes out i believe on the 25th so keep your eyes out for that but yeah um the front bottoms also hasn't have an album coming out (gasps) the front Um, wait the front bottoms they're a great the band. <laughs> That's yeah, a great band name. <laughs> they're really great. I was going to say, I had a feeling. I was like, I feel like Lily probably likes the front bottoms. Maybe. Do you? I like, I like yeah. front bottoms. A um, good pussy is, is uh, you know, hard to find. They're great. Um, they're, I don't know. I really liked them for, for many, many years, um, especially when I was younger and when they were in some of their earlier albums are still some of my favorites. Um, even though... I don't listen to their new stuff quite as much. Whenever they have a new album come out, I'm I always do my uh, homework and and give it at least a listen because um, there's there's a, a part of me very deep inside uh, that feels this uh, this need to sort of you know it, 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 I need to continue to pay tribute to the Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> wow! I was wondering what this long pause was gonna was gonna produce. It did not for dramatic effects. It did not disappoint. Holy shit! So you uh, said you're going upstate. Are you going to Long Island? Or are you going to Jersey? I don't know. I don't know geography. Apparently, New Jersey is um is sort of parallel, whereas like upstate is like north and up um there's like the long island and like the hamptons and everything are um further out east um so like even further past like new york city jamie as someone who also grew up going to the jersey shore i can very much feel and sympathize uh long beach island 
Oh my god, me too. That's oh incredible. Oh my god, no way. Okay, and, girl, you and gotta Ashbury have a Lava sandwich for me. Oh really? I oh, never did yeah. Ashbury Park. My family was always big on like on yeah. Long or uh, Long Beach Island, though. Yeah, that was and Seaside one. Heights. I went to yeah. I went to the actual Jersey Shore yeah. beach. Growing <laughs> up, I've seen like the Jersey Shore characters. Totally. Uh, I don't know if they're yeah. ca- people. I guess. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are characters, yeah. but um, please they not to get a sandwich for me. I I will long for one every day when I wake up and every night. I will when mail I go to you sleep. a Wawa sandwich. Oh my god, I would cry. I would I'll, cry I'll for mail a Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> so funny. I've never. I've been to New York once. I spent three days there, and I was mainly in Brooklyn and Times Square, and that's mm. it. I experienced pizza, like real good pizza. I experienced. I have had. Um, I've had really good bagels. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I need to to venture out there again, and maybe maybe you guys can can give me some some travel tips. Yeah, if you come visit, I'll give you a tour, please. And a Wawa sandwich. Yeah, whatever and a Wawa that is. Sandwich. It yeah. just sounds like I'm a little kid and I'm just drinking water. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a sloppy steak, but a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. Slop it up, boys. Slop it up. Oh, oh, I love that show. I was literally just looking at my cat and saying, "Ha ha." Now you admitted it. Now you have to marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just periodically walk past her and reference, um, uh, oh, what's that show called? Fuck. I think you should um, leave. Reference, I think you should leave. Yeah, just at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bones are their money. Do you, do you tell her that she's the worst. Do you tell her that she's trying to make it look fake all the time? Yeah. Anthony literally said, I found this, this creator on uh, Instagram and I keep sending him like, photos and videos of these earrings that she made that are like mm-hmm. lucite with the uh with the cigar and everything and the, fedora. And, and the fedora and anthony she's anthony trying to just, make it look fake anthony just <laughs> responds with that and it it's like my favorite was you're in more trouble than me now <laughs> I that's why you should tell has... your cat <laughs> yes yeah i found a t-shirt that has the 55 burgers 55 oh God, God, yes. i found that Six. same shirt oh my God. it's like oh my God. 60 bucks so i what? think i'm Gross. just gonna make it myself that's because all do. you need is a white t-shirt and some thread and some patience so i think i'm gonna that's a lot honestly, of patience. That's my next art project. i was thinking that's just a, like a screen of, of like a an iron-on thing that that's, that seems like the move <laughs> that's yeah. that's like dan flash's prices too yeah mm-hmm. and More, i bet the pattern it's, is it's even so crazy complicated. Yeah. The, the pattern is so complicated <laughs> oh my god so i was at a bar with my friends the other night and like my buddy got like a salad or whatever and he's like hey do you want some of my salad i'm like i don't want to take you know your your food like you need your dinner he's like no don't worry like i got a bunch of other food and i'm like oh really what else did you get and he's like i'm glad you asked 55 burgers 55 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so excited to tell me about this instance <laughs> i would have looked at him and gone i'm gonna eat the whole thing and then i would have asked him to um say that he was gonna kill the president while i took a video he took a video y'all i could sit here and reference i think you should leave all day long <laughs> but we can't do that unfortunately Instead, we're going to use August. We're going to use all of August to do that. Listen to new music, enjoy Leo season, and travel to the Jersey Shore on a pilgrimage. But that sounds like a lot of fun, everyone. And watch Barbie mm-hmm. if you haven't. Yeah. Thank you all for joining me today. This was so much fun. And Jamie, I hope that your first time in the bar was um, not too traumatic. It was fantastic. I am going to tip 25%. 
Oh, wow. wow. Fancy. Dang. What's 25% of nothing? Mm. I believe it's something. It's, it's still nothing, but it's a nice nothing. <sighs> it's nothing with love. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw this thing where... Oh, yeah. <laughs> under tip this guy wrote okay i think i'm gonna leave or something like that and he drew like the the spongebob like getting out of his chair and that was the tip and i'm like that took you so long to do you could have left five dollars instead he left a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art yeah but it's not picasso anyway i like to believe he left cash me too let's all hope for the best in everyone and thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link to an actual honest-to-goodness Patreon. <gasps> We're going to make money? Yeah. Patreon, yay! <laughs> Check that out because we've got a lot of fun perks on there. If you'd like to support the pod, so please, please, please check it out. Also, just check it out because Jamie worked really, really hard on it. You know, we're very, very pleased with her work. (laughs) Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau and researched by Lily Eason when we have guests on the show. All our digital content is managed by Jamie Kahn. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time. Cheers. 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 Link. Link. Link.mp3. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.